What's going on, everyone? Alex Miller from The Eagle, joined by Travis Brown. We're inside Kyle Field. This is the Monday Post Press Conference Recap, brought to you by the Rand Charlie Davidson in College Station. Uh, it's a little windy here <laughs> as I'm seeing this, uh, but heard from AM coach Jimbo Fisher and a few players after the Aggies' loss to South Carolina this weekend. Travis, maybe the most notable thing, um, we can just mention some housekeeping things. Notice how AM's been without a few offensive linemen, some other guys. Could just give a little injury update. Yeah, uh, surprisingly enough, coming into the South Carolina game, that, that really long injury list kind of shortened a little bit. But that's not to say that there aren't some key injuries and some serious injuries that came out of that. And Jimbo Fisher said today that uh, Bryce Foster, center, Aki Agumbi, uh, and Jordan Moko, Jordan Moko, uh, are, are all done for the year with their injuries. It's going to be Matthew Wyckoff, probably Cam Dewberry, uh, and uh, who Layden else? Robinson. Layden Robinson and, and, and Trey Zune, uh, all those guys on the Reuben offensive Fathery. line. Reuben Fathery on the offensive line. Thanks for helping me limp through that. Um, so those are the big ones to come out. But he did say that Haynes King would be available uh, for the Saturday game after leaving there at the end, uh, which seems to indicate that the scans that they got weren't serious. Uh, that's kind of the reason why Jimbo ended up keeping him out of the game uh, there at the end of the game. Uh, the, there is some other notable miss, uh, people missing, though, with Edrick Cooper didn't play. Um, Antonio, Antonio Johnson. Johnson didn't play. Even though he was out there warming up before the game, he was in uniform. You would think that that might be a, a more quickly uh, back kind of scenario. And um, the other big one was, oh, well, Tyreek Chappelle was back. Um, some of these guys were back. So it's a little bit of a fluid situation, but those are the, 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 the big names that are out. Yeah, you know, we, we've talked about how much AM's offensive line's just kind of been, you know, a mess at times, a work in progress, you could say. You know, it kind of seems like AM's maybe starting to find their five, though, even though it's probably not where they want to be. Yeah, it's not necessarily probably the five that they would have selected without the injuries, but there is something to be said about the fact that they're going to need to stick with these guys and those guys are going to need to find some continuity. I know entering the South Carolina game, A&M was actually worse in the SEC in pressure percentage uh, in SEC games, according to secstatcat.com. But that being said, the, the, the pressure, it, it wasn't bad against uh South Carolina. The quarterbacks had some time. Of course, you know they were rushing three for a lot of that time and and, and different things to that regard. But I, I I think that the offensive line has made steps and strides forward. I mean, me and C's talked about it, and we don't have to get too much into it this time. But it honestly was about the best offensive game A&M has had this season, save for Sam Houston. But that is in its own right a, 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 a kind of outlier game because of the competition. So. Uh, Offense looks like it's stepping up. The offensive line looks like it's, it's stepped up a little bit. Well, the Aggies, they're in a spot they haven't been in in years, given they have a losing record this late in the season. You, the you did the time. math on that. I you did, did the, the research. The, this, is, this is the latest part of the regular season they've had a losing record since 2008. The last time they didn't qualify for a bowl game. Of course, a didn't play in a bowl game last year because of COVID. That was pointed out to me on Twitter by a good, good follower. Uh, but, you know... It seems like there, there's kind of, you know, there's there's a lot of disappointment, obviously. The Aggies are not happy where they're at. Damani Richardson kind of spoke to this a little bit today when we heard from him. He said he was surprised at the way that the season went. I think a lot of us were surprised, fans, media, 
team coaches were were surprised at the way that the season has gone so far. Um, I, he he did make a comment. He was asked if he felt like the locker room was fragmented, and he said yes, he did. But then went on to say that the locker room was unified and that it was just quiet. I I I, I want to say that it was a perfectly um, well-delivered question. I, I think Richardson didn't necessarily um, think too much on the definition or, or know uh, th- what fragmented might have meant. He used the word in the wrong context because he, he contradicted himself for the rest of the question. So I don't think anything really should be drawn from that because I don't think the question was exactly answered the way that everyone seemed to be with that quote. It's, it's fair to say, though, that there is an overall sense of disappointment among players and coaches at this point. Sure, sure. I, I mean, I think that they're kind of looking around for, for, for answers to the questions. There's, there's a lot of questions on, on how this offense can get better. There's a lot of questions on how the defense can stop the run better, especially in this game coming up which with against uh, two backs that Jimbo Fisher said might be the best one-two punch in the country. Um, there's a lot of questions to be answered, but... Jimbo said that the the, 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 the team seems he, he doesn't sense that there is any change in attitude in the team and their desire to work and their desire to fight. He said it doesn't feel like it's affected recruiting really at all because uh, they, they, they can tell them how they're building. They give them the blueprint of how things go moving forward. Um, so I, it doesn't necessarily seem like this is a program unraveling in that way. I think that there is issues with uh, the play calling, there's issues with discipline, there's issues with youth, but it doesn't necessarily seem like a program that's unraveling. It seems more of a program that's searching for answers to some questions on how to take that next step. Well, it's certainly been just a really tough stretch away from home for AM. Obviously, they've lost their three true road games so far, uh, escaped the win against Arkansas at that neutral site game. It's been a long time since AM's played a game at, at home. And they come back, and, and they're gonna have they're gonna have a tough game this Saturday against Ole Miss. I know they got beat by 25 at LSU this last week, but uh, Ole Miss a team that could could potentially match up well. And I mean storylines abound when you talk about DJ Durkin and some other things. This is one of those games that I've had circled that I just don't see A&M winning. I, I think that they've been so bad against the run. Better against South Carolina, but right. bad against the run this year. And this is a team that is so built upon the run that I, I don't see it as a good matchup for the Aggies. I, I, I don't. I, if I was to pick today, I don't see them um, winning this game. Uh, but there is that factor of getting to come home. They've been around. They've been away for so long to have that that adrenaline from the home crowd. We'll be interested to see. I know Aggies still come out and support pretty well. Interested to see how packed the stadium is and how into the game that the stadium is and the fans are uh, in this game or if it's some apathy is set in. That'll be one of the biggest uh, things to watch in this game. Well, you know, it, the AM student ticket pool, I mean, it was wrapped around the whole stadium this morning, mm-hmm. so there seems to be at least some level of interest going into this game from fans. Um, could just be there. They need a football fix, and <laughs> it's been almost two months. Yeah. The other interesting story, just on a completely different note from today, is getting to talk to kicker Randy Bond, right. uh, yeah. who, who uh, we knew was a walk-on. I don't think we actually necessarily knew that. He just showed up for tryouts. Uh, he kicked. He played soccer growing up, uh, kicked in high school, uh, worked on his own when he got here, kind of befriended Seth Small and Caden Davis and uh, worked on his own and went to a tryout and made it. And next thing you know, uh, he's he's the A&M kicker uh, after Caden Davis struggled a little bit early. Uh, he, he's done well and uh, pr- kind of a cool little story from, from, from that regard. 
For sure. All right, well, Travis. It's I'm, too windy in here. It's too windy. It's bad for my hair. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Monday Post Press Conference Recap. Uh, be sure to check theo.com for all of our coverage of AM football leading up to the Aggies game against Ole Miss this Saturday. Travis Brown, I'm Alex Miller. We'll see you next time.